You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Episode 71 of PlayStation Unchained. I know it's been a while since our previous one. And I know it's not the great Mike Harrodance talking to you right now. But in fact, it's me, the normal co-host. But this week, of course, I am hosting uh, Ben Shilabir Hall, a.k.a. Chili. And this week, we've got our amazing regulars with us this week. Uh, we've got Neil Bolt. Hey, Neil. Hey, Charles. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. And how have you been? Oh, pretty good, yeah. You know, usual working week, as they uh, say. Uh, it's been a while since our amazing episode 69 podcast. That's been too long. Oh, oh yes. Well, we have such mirth today. Yeah. So. That was a great podcast, but you know, we've got to let, leave the past behind us. Yeah. Uh, uh, much as I'm looking forward to Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Gary with us this week. Hey, Gary. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, not too bad. How's your week been? Uh, my week has been very slow, especially at work, but... Now I have a four-day weekend, so it's been pretty good. That is amazing. So well, during that four-day weekend, I'd recommend logging into Final Fantasy and do the event. If I can pull myself away from Bloodborne, I will do this. And get very frustrated about the new story missions because they're ridiculously hard. Ridiculously oh, hard! Hey. <laughs> good. I'm so thrilled. Because yeah. uh, I, haven't, I haven't had enough of a challenge of Bloodborne. <laughs> you gotta go deal with Final Fantasy. Yeah, my friend was stuck on one of the missions the entire day. Wow. That's... Because you, you have to have good teamwork to beat it. And when you've got randomers, good teamwork is something you don't really get. <laughs> yes. You've got to have two people do ca- use con- uh, cannons. One person to fire something called the dragon killer, and then one person and two people to snarl the dragon, and while the other one follows the boss while they lead ads in front of it. Yeah, it's frustrating. I want that to be my new name, the dragon killer. <laughs> it's a weapon. It's amazing. That would probably. No, no, that's gonna be my name. first name: dragon, last name: killer. Ah, pretty good middle. Yeah. Sir Dragon Killer. <laughs> Yeah, I like this. <laughs> and while we're talking about killing and murdering, let's go to more, our first news topic of Mortal Kombat 10. Because I thought that was perfect. fit. Um, uh, Mortal Kombat 10's full roster leaked by Michael Harridance. Of course, he didn't leak the actual <laughs> thing. Probably Kevin. <laughs> uh, you pesky Mike leaking all that information. Uh, there's 24 characters. Uh, Mortal Kombat 10's full character roster has leaked ahead of the hotly anticipated Brawler's launch this month. Uh, there's 24 characters in all, although if you pre-order the game, you'll also get to play as Goru 2, playing, bringing the total for the 25. Additional fires will be added over the next couple of months, including Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. However, it's worth noting that some iconic characters are missing from the lineup, which may lead to disappointment among long-term fans. I don't like pre-order bonuses in, in fighting games. Not, not characters. No, it's whole characters. I don't like. I like. I don't actually. I like. I don't mind like costumes or bonus looks or something. You know, that's not going to affect online play. But actually, locking up a character. Yeah, I mean, format well, specific characters like they did with Soul Calibur years back. You know, whereas yeah. you know, you've got Zelda, Nintendo. <laughs> sorry, Zelda. There, I made a criminal mistake there. Link on Nintendo and Spawn on Xbox, and I think it was Heihachi, wasn't it? 
on a, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah that sort of thing fine you know but yeah when it's an actual character that should be in the game straight off like that nah especially so i was gonna say netherum has said that they are gonna release goro as a downloadable character after the freaks like you pretty much get him for free if you pre-order it but then you can buy him if you want i think he's like oh, four right. Well, yeah, that's the problem, though. You know, not many people are going to be bothered buying it, you know, separate character, especially if it's not part of the season pass. What's the point yeah. of the season pass if it doesn't include everything? I do. <laughs> Evolve. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just do a special on Evolve because I really want to hear what it is you have to say. <laughs> I think I've pretty much said everything over the podcast. It just... <laughs> If you ever want to know the special secret evolve podcast what you do is listen to each podcast chop out the bit with evolve and then stick them together it eventually makes a jumbled up mess of a storyline which is pretty much evolve there's a story you must find the monster and capture it before it does bad things because unless, reasons unless monster is you and you must escape from said bad people shooting you yeah, because they're then bad because you are monster and things. What a swear. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're the dog, then dogs are amazing, so. Fine. Yes, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could talk so much about Evolve. I haven't. Even, I, I refuse to buy it because I know if I buy it, I'll end up buying the season pass, and then I'll end up buying monster season pass, and then I'll end up buying something else, and then I'll end up buying all the skins. And then this one game that was 40 quid will now be a kajillion quid. We need to get you an intervention at this stage. The sickness. I, why can't I stop spending money on you? <laughs> um, and while we're talking about waste of a lot of money, let's talk about some Destiny. Hey, <laughs> I, I put a lot yeah. of hours into Destiny, so if I want to insult it a little bit, I can. Oh, uh, I put some hours in, so yeah, I suppose... Destiny House of Wolves release date to be announced soon. Bungie has confirmed it's announced the release date. Uh, I hate this. I hate when this happens, but I'm going to finish this sentence anyway. Uh, it has announced the release date for Destiny's ha- announcement. The former Halo developer has confirmed during its latest update that it tends on improving bossing counters and raids going forward. Uh, for example, we had a bug where players weren't going to da- doing damage to Minotaurs with Relic Shield. Turns out the complicated hit test we <laughs> complicated we used to detect a melee hit just missed the component because of the long-legged shape of its body. Some of these bugs were truly baffling, but we dug deep and went to great lengths to improve things. So this is an announcement, guys, to tell us there's going to be an announcement Again. about the DLC. So we had an announcement a while back telling us about this announcement, which is now an announcement for the announcement for the DLC, which will be an announcement of when it comes out. Well, you lost me. What, what, what are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> well, remember our back during Christmas, we well, just what we had announced season pass announced for Destiny, which announced the two DLCs. I don't think I've ever known a DLC to be teased and trailered up so much. Yeah, and, it must uh, be I, the greatest DLC ever made. Pretty much the same as the main game is, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, so we've got an announcement now to tell us that there's going to be an announcement this month to tell us that the, there's going to be a release date for the DLC. Well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah which is good. I, I needed to know that. I need. I needed to know when I might find out when my game might come out. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Gary, what do you think of this announcement of an announcement, which is an announcement? I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and that pretty much sums it up. Oh, uh, let me just, I, I feel completely ripped off by Destiny, personally. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think for they gave you enough of anything to do in that game for $60. Um, £120. <laughs> well, for you, yeah. Um, but, like, just the inclusion of this DLC, pretty much to me, Destiny just feels like a ripoff and a lie. Uh, everything they said about that game to me was a lie. And I don't feel like... they, they To me, they just didn't fulfill what they said they are going to do with that game. And all this DLC talk, the fact that I have to pay for it, all this stuff, in my opinion, should be free because, like you said, Ben, you already discovered all these areas that you're yeah. supposed to go to in the game. And I've shown a lot of people the areas. You can even go to this house of DLC, Wolves of DLC areas. They're already in the game. Yeah. You can explore them. You can even get all the ghosts. You can collect all the collectibles before the collectibles come out. <laughs> yeah. So so there you go. That, to me, that's bullcrap. You know, like, if you want to talk about DLC, the way Nintendo's doing DLC is probably the right way to do DLC. Because the way Nintendo's doing it, I feel, personally, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like they don't start working on DLC until after the game comes out. Pretty much, yeah. Which is ironically how it's supposed to be. (laughs) Let's announce DLC before the game is even out. You know, (laughs) for example, does it all the time. It's like, oh, you're going to get all these story packs later with this season pass that you buy. And the game has is like four months away from shipping. You know, to me, that that's just bullcrap. Bull so, I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of people who still play Destiny. I know a lot of people still love Destiny. But to me, um, uh, let me just say this. To me, this game shows that Bungie is not as great of a developer as everybody thinks they are. But the Activision are very good at the hype train. Oh, yes. Activision and Ubisoft are probably the best companies in marketing games. Hmm. By far. Every time they show me a new Assassin's Creed, I always want to buy it. But then when I buy it, I can't do 90% of the stuff they show me in the trailer. Yeah. So... Is that, and that's becoming very, very much the case for every game as well with Ubisoft at the minute. It's just... The Uber think, factor. Oh, the Uber factor, yes. Yeah. Oh, you, you'll have to climb a radio tower slash tower slash building to activate the map. And Even in the climb. crew. Yeah. Like my best mate did laugh when I said, oh, you have to climb the radio towers on the crew. And he said, really? Climb radio towers? Like, what do you drive up them? I was like, that would be amazing. I would, I would buy it then. If the crew was you driving up radio towers. Doesn't even make sense, but I would, it would be amazing. Uh. Eagle vision on top of a tower as a car. <laughs> wow. That would be yeah, see, And then they they went out and said they're working on on Destiny 2. And I'm like, what's the point of me buying the first one if yeah, cause that was you already announced the second one before the first one even came out? <laughs> it's, like, it's supposed to be at least five-year gap. It's, well, it's a know. trilogy, isn't it? Yeah. But having said that... A trilogy to what? There's no story. What trilogy are they talking about? <laughs> they're dragging it out, that's for sure. Uh, uh, well, we've got Destiny Comet this year, which should be our end of this year, and then Destiny 2 next year, I think. 
And then we got Destiny Comet 2 in 2017. And then we got Destiny 3 in 2018. What? Do you know what it reminds me of as a series already? Yeah. It's uh, Fable. Yeah, but there's no PMR. Well, I guess it is. Got just in, a, in a, Oh, this is what you'll be able to do. That's what you'll be able to do. The game comes. None of it's there. And then they go, oh, but the sequel will have it. And then there'll be all these new things in the sequel. And then none of that will happen. And it'll just go round and round and round again until they find, yeah, it never bloody happened. You can go anywhere at any time except for over there, over there, over there. You can't go there. You can't go over there. Anywhere you can see, you can go to except for over there. And that bit. If I get an STD in that game, why can't I spread it to everybody in the village? (laughs) (laughs) Why? That's all I wanted to do. Why can I not touch people inappropriately? It's just not mine. <laughs> Why do I have these pants on? <laughs> Why am I not free to dance naked in the middle of the street? Why can't I just streak? This just I, it's not realistic enough. It's not fantasy enough. It's just not enough. <laughs> uh, anyway, I guess we should move on from this topic before we go yes. completely off topic and start the tangent is real <laughs> I, don't I don't know how we've gone from destiny to streaking but we're gonna go from <laughs> streaking to spotify somehow um spotify and ps4 1.5 million downloads in 24 hours why you should check it out this is by our, our resident crazy person simon sayers good good article uh, following the launch of Spotify on the PS4 this week, can, we can now confirm that the music service was downloaded over 1.5 million times in the first 24 hours. Uh, this was tweeted out by Spotify themselves on Twitter. Uh, Spotify allows music lovers to enjoy on-demand music, but also ushers in the freedom for you to soundtrack your games. We love this feature. We downloaded the mobile app after going to Spotify. Basically, if, you, um, if you're using your PS4, you can pause, the, suspend the game, change Spotify and play sad track list. But if you use your phone, you can do it any time you want without actually suspending your game, which is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty nifty. Um, I've been using it a lot. Um, Neil, have you tried your Spotify? Oh, yeah. I said I was listening to New Miracle of Sound album last night while uh, playing some Pez. It's quite cool. So it's a good sort of workaround for the, you know, not having any way of playing your CDs and stuff, and your own music that easily. So, yeah, I... It works nicely. It's just the adverts, if you don't pay for it. Even the adverts, I don't mind, to be honest. They seem to be like every five or six tracks. Yeah, unless you're on um, your phone one. The phone one is rubbish for it because you you can't pick tracks in order. It's always shuffled. And then they just add songs that they think you might like in there. And that'll use up one of your skips because you only get about five, six skips. And it's like, ah. But yeah, it's at least not like that on the PS4 version. So I was quite happy about that. Yeah. Uh, Gary, have you tried the new Spotify? I have tried it and I do like it. Um, I think it's great. Finally, I can listen to my own music when playing a game. But I, I still would prefer to put my own music on the hard drive oh, yeah. than I did with the PS3. Um, my, my, my one big problem with Spotify right now is the fact that if I want to put a song on my playlist, I have to do it individually. Yeah. I can't just put the whole CD on there. Um, yeah. That and the fact that I have to do it backwards, because if I go 1 through 10, it's going to appear and start playing the songs 10 through 1. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. 
Also, I but found I was... it was a pain in the ass to get rid of them if you wanted to get rid of them afterwards. Really? I haven't gotten rid of anything, so... Yeah, if you, you've got to press up, down, down, X, up, up, down, X, or right, X, down, X, right, down, X. What? <laughs> hey, put in the Konami code to remove a song? <laughs> <laughs> They've made it interactive. <laughs> You're a whole new level. That's brilliant. Uh, that's awesome. You have unlocked 30 days of premium membership. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't I, like. I, I was using it when I was playing Bloodborne, and I was listening to uh, the Tron reconfigured soundtrack. That was wow. a bad idea. <laughs> the, those two things don't match very well. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say that's, <laughs> a, that's a, not a match uh, for sure. I didn't want to. It just what started playing because it's the first <laughs> thing on my playlist. All right. <laughs> and I went into a boss battle when this happened. I was like, oh my god, it's impossible. Well. I was listening to some Lady Gaga while shooting people in Borderlands, so... Yeah, her, her music fits perfect. with that game, so... Yeah, that, that is the best mix that I could think of. Uh, and while we're talking about shooting things in the face, let's go over to Resistance 4 PS4. is not in development at uh, Insomatic Games 4. There's enough 4s there. Uh, by Michael Harrington. Insomatic Games have confirmed that it's not developing Resistance 4 for PS4. It says the future of the IP is firmly in the hands of platform holder, platform holder Sony. In response to a fan on Twitter regarding the future of the Chimera-based series, the Wretched Clan creator commented, uh, "So would be the call. They own the IP, and we do not do remasters or ports. We have no plans to develop R4 either. Uh, please, believe me, whoever the studio did offer a brief update on the forthcoming PS4 during the Wretched Clan series, check it out below. We have no information to give on Wretched Clan for PS4 besides facts coming on well." Which I find funny in a way because we do not do remasters or ports. But that remaster of Ratchet and Clank we're making is doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, I'm still annoyed at... Um, what, oh, what's, the, the, what's the guy again that makes Ratchet and Clank? I'm trying to remember his name now. Ted Price? Ted Price. He never did put me in that game like he promised. <laughs> I still have that picture... I still have that picture and that dialogue, Ted, of you saying you'll put me in the next game. I, I will keep that forever. That, that Maybe was... he did, he just didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> it was some subtle parody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was years ago, like, four, well, it was before, like, all for one. Wow. Years ago. And it, yeah. it was in a charity stream, and I joked saying, ah, oh, can, I, can I be in the next game if I donate money? And he said, yeah. So I have that as proof. <laughs> That's what it's finding, Hondrat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just finding. It's so finding. <laughs> it is, it's burned into his flesh. <laughs> They'll never happen. <laughs> There'll never be a game with a chili in it. The sad days. Um, but, Neil, would you want a Resistance 4 on the PS4? Only if they go back to England in it and not waste their time going to America where every other war is fought. It's. Uh... It was good in the first game because it was set in England. It's nice to go to Manchester and Nottingham and whatever. It's not Scarborough, don't worry. But... That would be the best game ever. <laughs> but you wouldn't. I hear you wouldn't know the difference, isn't that right? Well, yeah, but well, the only difference would be that there'd be constant replay music of Scarborough Fair in the background. <laughs> We're all God. going to Scarborough Fair. That'd be in the background <laughs> constantly during the whole mission to make you go insane. It would be good motivation for murder. 
in game, obviously. Yeah. Well. But, you know, it kind of has that effect in real life as well. But yeah, I'd, I'd prefer if they did go back if there if they were going to do it. But to be honest, maybe leave the series alone for a few years. And then maybe if Insomniac want to go back and do it themselves, then let them. But yeah, it just it petered out very quickly, that series, for me. My favourite's got to be the first one. Yeah, same. Uh, and Gary, would you want a Resistance 4 on the PS4? I would want a Resistance 4 on PS4. Um, I wouldn't want Insomniac to make it, because I feel like their heart wasn't into that franchise after the first game, personally. No. Um, <clears throat> but um, I actually would like them to go, uh, kind of like what Neil said, go back to Europe, but I would actually like them to go back to Russia and show what happened there, because we know Russia was the first country that was overtaken. That's kind of yeah. where it was discovered. Yeah, considering you'd think they'd have gone there, really, a lot more. Yeah. It's just uh, odd, in a way. But then, yeah, um, I don't know, maybe do like a prequel or something like that to show what happened, how they discovered everything, and how it yeah. all spiraled out of control. That's personally what I would like. Yeah, I just think that take place in Russia. So yeah. you get the feeling with Resistance too that it's almost that they were told that uh, we need it to appeal to a broader audience, so you could put it in the US. Then I don't know. It lost a lot of its soul from doing that. I think, and it's just I think they probably could have gone to Russia and probably would have gone to Russia in the next game originally, but yeah, it's just sadly, it's not to be. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think Insomniac should do it. Uh, I think they should do it in-house from another studio. That's just my opinion. So Yeah, I'd say they're not... Right now, nah, they should definitely not do it. That's why I said if they're going to do it, they need to get whatever they want to do out of their system and then come back to it with a point to prove, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, a different studio could work if it's the right studio, obviously, but... I still have my save file from when it was in closed alpha. <laughs> when it had the, uh, a completely different title, it was called "Girl with a Stick." <laughs> Girl with a stick. Do love <laughs> titles. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like every serious game that Insomniac has tried to do hasn't really been that successful for them. No. No. Resistance. They tried it with uh, what is that? What what's the shooter they released on PS3 and? Oh, the... uh, search. No, fuse. Fuse, yeah, they tried it with that and it didn't work. Well, to be honest, that started off like really cartoony and it looked amazing. Yeah, and then they went to for a more serious tone and it turned into crap. Yeah, it just made but, it super serial. It was just nothing to it, really. It was just like, eh, you play it and you don't really feel one way or the other about it. Yeah, but but even like in Ratchet and Clank, like you can see that they just didn't really want to do it anymore. No, that's it. Like after, uh, what was it, Tools of Destruction, you can see that the quality of the game just started to fall. And, like, I don't know, to me, it just felt like they wanted to move on to something else. That's probably why they went with Microsoft and did Sunset Overdrive. Because they could finally do what they wanted to do. Gave them the free reign, yeah. Yeah. But I actually didn't even know that Insomniac was working on the remake. I thought Sony was doing that in-house. I don't know. Maybe it's Sony. But it's weird that they contacted... Maybe they have, like... An overlook over it, maybe. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of helping, but as yeah. far as I knew, they were doing a, a different studio was making it. Well, um, but Midsomatics didn't they show it off recently as well? So maybe they have a bit more in it than we think. Oh, 
No, I don't think we've seen any footage of the remake. Uh, oh, right. I thought that was the movie, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that was the yeah. show. Yeah, I think it was a bit of leaked footage of the game, though, that yeah. came from that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was, it was like literally a few second clip. But yeah. Actually, that was it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's talk about a series that, frankly, I would love to see a sequel of. Um, Dragon Age. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Age developers have no plans to end the series. Bioware's confirmed it hasn't mapped out the end of its critical game Dragon Age franchise. I'm not going to go, yeah, yeah, dra- this new Dragon Age is going to be the last ever Dragon Age. No more ever is going to come out. Um, anyway, we don't have a sunset plan for the Dragon Age franchise at this time. Well, that was a short article. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, Aaron, Aaron Flynn. Uh, yeah, I don't know about cranking out as long as they keep selling. Eventually, these things just get fatigue and need to rest until people are prepared to carry that torch again. By the same token, that's a cycle to entertainment. They taught me that 10 years ago there would be a healthy resurgence of isomatic RPGs, Pillars of more Boulders Gate and more. I'd have said, you were crazy, but here we are and I'm glad I was wrong. Uh, do we want more Dragon Age? Yes. Yes, we do. Do we want to make sure that the exclusive DLC isn't true? Yes. Yes, we do. Um, but, Neil, actually Gary this time. Gary, do you want a, a Dragon Age forever? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, I do. Um, I love the Inquisition, you know that. Um, yeah. I was one of the few who enjoyed Dragon Age 2 as well. Um, I love Dragon Age Origins, but it's like the way Inquisition ended, they better give me a sequel because I will, I will send a very angry letter to EA and BioWare. Very oh. angry. <laughs> if, they don't, if they don't finish that story. Uh, I, w- I would like to see a new Dragon Age, Neil. Would you like a Dragon Age... I've still barely touched Origins, to be honest, so <laughs> I probably haven't got too much of an opinion on that. I was just wondering if the ending that they probably do have mapped out involves different coloured swords. <laughs> different coloured swords and different coloured spells yeah. and different coloured daggers. Daggers, yeah. Depending on your class. Or a dragon, maybe, yeah. Different dragons. <laughs> different coloured dragons. You could have so a fire dragon, an ice dragon, or a thunder dragon. Me a two-headed dragon that does two different things. No, that'll be in the apology DLC a few months later <laughs> after everyone's raged about it. Uh, that, that's a completely different topic that I can rage about for hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be hated here so much. I wasn't too angry about the Mass Effect ending. It was an ending. It concluded things. Good. It did what I was expecting it to do. I wasn't, but then I didn't play the first two Mass Effects all that much. I didn't play the first one, but I played the second and third one. So. Yeah, I played the third one, and I didn't really have the attachment. I think this is it. If you've played all three, you've got the attachment, then I could understand why you'd be annoyed with the ending. Yeah. It's like, yeah, when, just going into it like I did, nah, I was, it was never going to really bother me that much. Silly, all the same, but yeah. But no, I think by where t- if make another Dragon Age, we want it. Please don't. I know we. I want it now. Really, if I'm honest, I want it now. I want it all now. But if I'm if I want to be completely honest about the honesty, I want it, you to take your time. I, if if I get it before 2017, that'd be perfect, or around 2017, because that gives you a lot of time to work on. You know, just working on the game rather than rushing it out like Assassin's Creed Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd rather take time and improve on what's already an, an impressive game. Well, I don't even know why they would question another sequel. I mean, they said this was their fastest and most successful launch in Bioware's history uh, when the Inquisition came out. <clears throat> so if it's that successful for you, why would you want to stop doing it? Because EA can EA. EA should be happy. <laughs> should, but you know, it's the EA. Well, there's not not many people buying the microtransactions. It, it always worries me though <laughs> with EA that if they've got something on their hands that's doing well, that they'll want to dip their fingers in and say, "Well, could you just do this with it? And could yeah. you do that?" I mean, and Bioware are one of the lucky ones that don't seem to have been affected so much by it. But... Yeah, well, I think in my opinion, Bioware is kind of like Blizzard to EA, where they just do their own thing, and EA yeah. just pushes it. They don't really get much say in what they want in there. Uh, it's just as more studios go under under EA, it just, it just leaves a smaller pool from which they look around and go, oh, well, what should we meddle with next? And it's, you're <laughs> worried that that's the one. <laughs> this Unfortunately, one, that's very true. I mean, just, just like that. It, clearly, with yeah. Battlefield being given that, and going, well, there you go, we've got nothing else for you to do. Here's someone else's franchise, have a go at that. But, yeah, I, I really think this that would be the, their last game. I know they've got a Star Wars game supposedly being made as well. That's Dice's, so they'll yeah. be alright. I don't know. I, I think because of how badly Battlefield's done on PC especially, I think this will be their last game. I'd say definitely Visceral, it's possible because it's what seems to happen to every one of their companies. They'll get to that point. It happened with Maxis, you know, with SimCity. Uh, and they gave them that, put all that nonsense in it, and suffered for it, got the backlash, and they ended up getting the blame rather than EA by getting chucked out on the air. But yeah, I can see them giving whatever games that the company's working on to one of their other smaller companies instead. Yeah. That's and it. Then just telling the studio, bye-bye. I don't want to be true because there's a lot of jobs to be lost. But, yeah. Don't be true, EA. Be good and be. Don't close it down. Let them have another try. But you're you got an EA, aren't you? Because you're EA. Let them have one more crack at Dead Space without yeah. your interfering. And be done with it. I, I think I'm one of the few people in the world that liked the co-op aspect of Dead Space Three. Nothing wrong with Dead Space Three. Yeah. I love I the co-op. Yeah, it was good co-op. It really was. It was yeah. Dead Space Two was a good sequel as well. And so the first it's a good series, really. It's just, but as I said, you can tell where you know management have got their you know, head in and gone. Well, can you add this to make us sell more of that and appeal to more people? You know, fair enough. It's a business, but you know, when it breaks the core of what made the game special for many people, it, you know, you're going to get people annoyed at you, and it's probably not going to be received as well. Yeah, it, it sucks, really, to be honest. Um... But let's go a positive note, because we don't want to be completely depressing on this podcast. No, no. Only in intervals. Uh, only a little bit of depression, just to balance out the amazing cheerlessness. <laughs> uh, Batman Arkham Knight PS4 requires more hard drive disk space than GTA V. That's because it's a better game. How is this good news, man? <laughs> I don't have this room, man. <laughs> you will have to delete GTA 5 to make space for it. Never. I've never <laughs> GTA 5. Um, and the P- 
PS4. <laughs> I don't know how it's good news, but it's less depressing news. <laughs> less depressing. A PS4 version of Batman Arkham Knight will be up for whooping 48.7 gigabytes on your hard drive. And the screenshot of the PlayStation store listening, which you can't see because this is a podcast and it's audio, not actual visual, but it's a blue screen. Well, you know what PlayStation store thingy looks like anyway. I don't need to describe it. Um, but check PSU.com if you really want to know what it looks like. Uh, this puts the superhero secret ahead of even GTA Fire, which required around 41 gigabytes on your PS4. Check out... Again, the article made me say it again, but there it is. Um, it's due out on June 23rd, which sucks. I mean, which is awesome. Uh, PS4, P- PC, and Xbox One. The game will also receive a limited edition PS4 bundle alongside a standard issue with PS4 and get an extra content before anyone else. Um, so, yeah. I can't, can't wait for this game. Uh, Neil, will you begin Arkham? Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be quite unanimous here that everyone really, really wants to have Arkham Knight in their hard drives this summer. But it's, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I really can't. It's Batman. Right. And Gary, will you be rushing out to buy this day one? I I think you know my obsession with Batman. <laughs> so, no, so you won't be. No, I won't be buying it. Mark Hamill's not in it. I refuse to buy it. <laughs> Uh, there'll, come, there'll be a DLC pack just for you, Gary. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Exclusive yeah, Gary it's, DLC. It's Batman. I'm definitely gonna buy. I don't care if it's like I, I've bought a lot of really crappy Batman games, but just because it's Batman, I bought them. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel that, that that's my Spider-Man pain. It said it carries on and on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's even worse for you nowadays because Spider-Man isn't that great. <laughs> Everything's awful. I mean, yeah, last year, Amazing Spider-Man Two game was one of the most awful things I played all year, and I played some <laughs> awful things. <laughs> yeah, it's just terrible. It's, they still they still can't get what the original Spider-Man Two did so well right in modern games. Doesn't it, your mind? it does. Just do what it did before. Get, get down to the swing. I mean, even last year they did right and got close to it. But, and then the minute it got busy or hectic, you were screwed. It didn't work well. And it looked, <laughs> it looked like arse as well. It was, just, it was horribly disappointing. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man in general, disappointing. Not since Web of Shadows has there been a good Spider-Man game. That was the last good one. I I would love to see an Avengers game. That's Surprise, really. But then the Lego games are sort of taken out at the minute. Yeah. But no, I want a proper Avengers game. That would be amazing. Because you could have well, co-op as well because of all the different Avengers characters. Be ama- Open world Avengers game. Oh. Well, that's kind of the problem there, isn't it? Is Disney and Marvel need to find a studio that's good enough to make a game like that. Rocksteady. Right. <laughs> uh, Rocksteady is kind of pretty much just owned by Warner Brothers at this point. Even though they haven't bought them yet, yeah. they pretty much own them. Yeah. Rockstar, <laughs> make GTA skin to Avengers. <laughs> that, 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 that's the big problem for you. Like, Disney has their own studios, but they're making Disney Infinity. So, Yeah, that's why yeah, the best chance you've got of Decent one, and, and everything else is owned by Activision. Activision doesn't care. Ah, uh, see, that's what I keep forgetting. That's why oh, yeah. I like my games. 
Activision is in there for the for the cash. So pool of bad spider. Well, they they proved that with Deadpool that they're only in it for the cash. So which sucked because I love that game. So close to being great that game. Yeah. It's if they you know made a game around it, yeah. it was actually good. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys know about it, but like one of the developers of High Moon Studios that worked on that game. Yeah. Uh, uh he went on EOGAF anonymously apparently. Um, so obviously this can't be proven or anything, but he. Yeah. He said that when they're working on Deadpool, Activision told them that they want them to make a game that will reach uh, no less or no higher than around 65 on Metacritic. That's the game they wanted them to make, and that's the game they made for them. Wow. And that does seem like the offshoots of everything Activision do. I found, well, going back a, a month or so, White Knight, you know, it's like a little curio game, but you can tell they sort of told them a basic uh, sort of score to reach for it's just half-hearted it's like someone goes in with an idea for something they go yeah here you go do that get this amount of score on metacritic and you're all right like that we want you to make a game not too good because we might have issues with call of duty selling so we want you to be okay not we don't want to spend we don't spend too much money here's five pounds and whatever you can make with that five pounds, good for you. <laughs> they don't with you know Call of Duty, you know Warcraft, and everything else Blizzard do. It's and probably now Destiny as well. It's they don't need the other things to be that successful, really. They're just there to sort of pad out the catalogue. So this is turning to turn into a podcast where we just whinge about studios, isn't it? <laughs> and publishers. <laughs> I, I'm still surprised there's no de- Destiny microtransactions yet. Oh, next time. Next. Yeah, I, oh, Wait until Destiny 2. <laughs> well, not only will you have the 15 to £20 DLC packs every other month, but we'll also throw in the little ones as well. Well, no, I was thinking, like, you know you got the random engrams, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, you you can buy some purple engrams for 50 pence or a bundle for £5. No, you know what it'll be? It'll be a gamble chance, like a card pack where well, you might what, you might get something good that's why those engrams are random aren't they every yeah. time you give it to an engram you get a random weapon or item but it'll be double it'll be doubly so next time around so it'll be, you'll be random what you get and then random what you get off that so you could buy a bag which will give you random engrams which give you random items it'd be very in keeping with their you know this is the announcement about the announcement stuff yeah well we're going to pre-announce the announcement about the announcement about some announcements Ooh, and make it free to play too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is one of the things that's been hotly tipped for this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> weirdly, that Destiny will go free to play. You know what? It wouldn't be. It feels like a free to play game anyway. In fact, Warframe, <laughs> a free to play game. Have I spent nearly half a grand on by now? Probably. Um, is a better free to play game than most shooter games, in my opinion. Mm. Warframe is amazing. I do recommend everyone downloading it. I mean, they're on like update 16 now since it's come out, you know, since PS4 launch. And they've updated all the graphics, they've changed the physics, they've fixed loads of bugs, they've added new. They up- update the game every week on PC and every two months on PS4. So, yeah. And it's not buy to win, it's just there's a lot of stuff that you can buy with money if you want to. Hmm. 
uh, like the Prime Access, that's why I spend my most money on it. It's forty pounds every three months, and you get ninety days of double XP, ninety days of double credits, and a load of accessories. So, and you get in-game currency as well. So, for forty quid, you you get double XP for three months. You can't, bad, really, nice. you can't really complain at f f uh, three months of double XP. That's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, I do recommend Warframe. You don't have to pay anything, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, enough about Warframe. <laughs> uh, so, Batman. We, I think we were ironic. We were talking about Destiny, but we went, somehow went, we went from Activision. Batman to Destiny somehow. Activision got us there, basically. Yeah, well done, Activision. Completely confused my mind. Which is probably <laughs> going to be DLC. Um, anyway, so Batman, I will not be buying it day one. Uh, because I can't afford it day one because I have other things that week but I am excited for it and if I do have the money I will buy it there you go uh, I don't know how we went through that tantrum of words <laughs> uh, I'm like just happy it. he doesn't have multiplayer I kind of would like multiplayer no you nah. go play Arkham Origins if you want multiplayer and then tell me if you want it again <laughs> player 2 could be Robin uh. <laughs> <laughs> or Catwoman. You're killing me. <laughs> well, I don't mean the whole game design for more. Not for. I'm not talking PvP. I'm talking PvE. Nah. Explore yeah. the world with Batman just, and Robin. Just play Injustice. Yeah. <laughs> you can be any of them, and you can beat the hell out of each other, and it's not bad. No, I would like. Uh, I would like it where you could play as Robin in an open world setting, so you could kill him constantly. I mean, instead of Batman. No, who actually wants to play as Robin instead of Batman? But you know. <laughs> Can you imagine the internet rage? That would be amazing. I want it to happen now. If they pulled well, him out, like Rocksteady, Rocksteady pulls a Kojima, and like first yeah. ten minutes is Batman, the rest of the whole game is Robin. <laughs> I don't. Ah, oh, that, that would explain why he got a, uh, such a high rating as well. Uh, you play as uh, what's it, Red Hood, actually. That is who you play as during the whole game. Uh, yeah, you play yeah. Batman in the in the trailer at the start of the game, <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman dies uh, from a heart Batman's, attack, and then Red Hood. That, that would piss so many people off. Oh, <laughs> uh, you oh you actually play as a Joker. I'll be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> it reveals the bat suit. It takes the bat suit off and reveals the fact that he's actually the Joker underneath it. He's a lady Joker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? And you're playing as the Joker in, in it instead of Batman, and you got to fight Batman. <laughs> uh. Uh, what crazy? Anyway, what what crazy? What before we keep going into random things, uh, and this podcast will be forever, ever, and ever. Uh, we'll better go to our next news story, which is Rainbow Six Siege release window confirmed. Yes, we've got an announcement telling us there's going to be an announcement of when there's a release date. Uh, this was done by Michael Harridans. Uh, new adverts for the upcoming Rainbow Six Siege have confirmed that the title should be released for PS4, PC and Xbox One in autumn 2015. Uh, the hotly anticipated title, which is long running in Tom Clancy's series, of began to be in Pinfo Mission 2015 released window. So we know that it's sometime this year in autumn. Sometime. 
So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> September, October, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, November. No, that's December. Nah, that's how it's going into the busy, busy. So. Yeah. So They're saying yeah, we're I'll... too scared to release in the Christmas period, so just before then. My brain is saying October 12th. I don't know why or why that day, <laughs> but October 12th will be the release date. Uh, it's release on a Monday then, Ben. I, I'm, I'm really confused by this news story simply because as far as I'm aware, they haven't even announced that the game is common to consoles. No, I just know about PC version. Yeah, that's all they announced it for. Um, secondly, um, either this is not going to happen or the division is not going to happen because there's no way Ubisoft is going to release both of those games months within each other. Oh, really? Just remember last year? Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, The Crew, all of them. Well, The Crew got delayed, didn't it? Yeah, but otherwise it would have been right up there with them. Yeah. So, I can see The Division getting delayed. It, I wouldn't go uh, past them at this point. Uh, they have to delay one or the other. Like if if the siege comes out, it's only going to come out on PC, and the console release will probably be next year. Yeah. But I I don't see both of these games coming out this year. Well, I plus can... you you still have Assassin's Creed that's yeah. going to come out. Yeah. You have the Assassin's Creed Chronicle trilogy that's going to come out whenever that's happening this month. The first one. Who knows how long is it going to take for it's the other? Two it's Ubisoft. Two weeks yeah. later. <laughs> Nearly every month with an Assassin's Creed, and we'll probably get Far Cry Five. Yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, I I don't see that one of those two games is definitely not going to come out this year. I would put money on Division. Being yeah, the... I put money. the fact that Rainbow Six has just got a, a public alpha test starting on PC this weekend, and it's smaller, surely, because you know Division's supposed to be open world, so that's the one. If anything's going down. And it needs to go. It needs to be delayed. It does, because they're already... You know, those promises they make, again, you can already see it's them backpedaling, going, well, this is actually what it looks like. Uh, this is what you actually can do. Yeah, and then by the time we get to the game... And then yeah. after the game comes out, four years later, you'll finally be able to do all those things. <laughs> In the sequel. In the Division 2. The Divisioning. Uh... It's really sad because that was one of my most anticipated games, and now it's like completely dropped off my top ten most wanted games. I know, same. I was really pumped for it. It's like S- simply because Ubisoft started to throw like three other studios in there to make the game, and yep. I'm just like, no, and that thank worked you. so well last time. They did that. <laughs> it hasn't worked at all in <laughs> any case for that. <laughs> Sales-wise, it's worked, but it hasn't worked from a development standpoint, that's for sure. Yeah, that's it. Just... Hey, at least I got the developers to wish you happy birthday. Thank you. Remember that last year? I remember that. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> right, off the tangent, off the tangent. Come on. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the alpha test for Rainbow Six has started now on PC. So if you're a PC player, check your emails. You might have received an email telling you you can download the thing at the thing time. I don't I don't know when because I'm not a PC player, but yeah. So if you, if you like PCs, uh, there is that. Um, but I think we're going to go straight to our most important news. This is two very important news topics. In fact, one of them is probably our best. He's frankly our best writer. 
I think we all will agree that this guy, not this article, the next article after this. Um, Kojima Gate Mystery Deepens as name appears back on Metal Gear Solid covers. This was written by Simon Says, who is one of our best writers anyway. Uh, the secret goes on at Konami and Kojima Gate. Uh, Mystery just keeps getting stranger as we now learn the references to iconic Metal Gear developers start to appear back on the Metal Gear Solid artwork. Basically, uh, when there was a hoo-ha, hoo-ha with uh, Hideo Kojima and Konami, his name started disappearing from his work, which, to be honest, is more rude than anything. It, he, he's put a lot of, If it wasn't for Kojima, a lot of these games won't sell as well. I don't know they because of Metal Gear, but they wouldn't sell as well because Kojima is Kojima. It wouldn't be what they are. It'd, just, yeah. it'd be any other game, I think, without him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they've started to reappear again after a few... A week or so, I'd say. <laughs> Feels like a week. Oh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah about weeks. two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. His names have started reappearing on the uh, games, which is good. Um, and I hope there's no bad blood between the two company, two people, the company and him. Well, you say that. Yeah, I hope there probably yeah. is, but but someone should probably go and get some hard-hitting journalism on them and find out what's going on. Yeah, we need we need proper ju- games journalists isms. Illums, illums, illums. Illums. Uh, uh, so, Neil, what do you think of the names reappearing? It's just hard now to think: is any of it real? <laughs> it's just. It's so Kojima at this time. Or you just say that it's just going to come around and to find out, yeah, I fired myself because I am now the Lord Ruler of Konami. And he comes up with some new pseudonym or God knows. There's some twist in this that just a big PR stunt for the game. And we'll all be like, ah, you bastard Kojima. Uh, and Gary, what, what do you think of this? Uh, it's it's all so weird, isn't it? Like, what is happening? Like, nobody knows. Nobody's talking. Konami's releasing some stupid statements and nobody even understands. Um, like it's it's just so confusing. Like, why remove his name from a game and then put it back on? Why go to every website that he has any association with and remove his name and his studio's name from it? Like it just it just doesn't make any sense to do that and then not tell people what's happening. Like why not just say yes, we're gonna go our separate ways and this is what's happening. Like why still keep it under wraps? It's really confusing to me. It's probably just some intern accidentally pressed the delete all button. (laughs) 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 It's like shit. I took all the name the name Kojima's name off everything. Yeah, like, like we're all saying he's leaving, but who knows? Maybe he got promoted. Maybe he's the head of Konami now. That's what I mean. he's that would the, be amazing. So he's not going to work on games anymore, but he's going to run the whole freaking company. <laughs> we don't know. Nano machines, nano machines for everyone. <laughs> Lord ruler. <laughs> well, yeah, like recently we just found out the Kojima Productions was removed from the Silent Hills site. Um, it was removed from the Zone of the Enders. Yeah. A web page, so I don't. I honestly, I hope it's some elaborate, stupid thing that he's doing for the Metal Gear release. I don't know, but w- with him, you just don't know until he says it himself. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It would be funny if they were trying to do it stealthily and replace his name with, um, Ogre, you know, Jokum 
you know, the fake one they made up for. Oh, Joachim Nobin. Yeah. Yeah, they were the, gonna ana- the anagram of Kojima, yeah. Yeah, they were going to replace all his names with that on the websites. And then it got caught straight away, and they were like, oh shit, uh, what, 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 what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, before they could upload new images. And who knows, maybe they're rebranding to Moby Dick Studios. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a great name for a game studio. Like, that really? sucks that it was all a joke, and like it's patented now, and nobody else can use it. Yeah. It's great that someone <laughs> like him is out there that does that sort of thing. Just... What if he was riding all along? It was riding all along. <laughs> uh... He is the lightning. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we've got a very important super serial article <laughs> about Kojima now. Uh, no, no joke around now. This is this is this is pure journalist gold. By our, by our new writer, and uh, frankly, one of our best writers. You can't fault the bloke. Uh, I mean, I lost my keys once, and then his mate Dan gave me some keys. He's <laughs> the best guy ever. Um, now, this guy is Kevin Talkshite. Uh, 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 the first of I, I believe it's pronounced talk shitty. Oh, talk shitty, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, You've got to pronounce it right at the end, it's talk shitty. Talk shitty. <laughs> He, hate, he hates it when you call him the wrong name. Yeah, so, you know. It's unfortunate. Oh, that pog. Oh, sorry, Kevin. Don't don't smite me. Um, anyway, let's, let's let's go over his article and uh, find. Anyway, the other day I was thinking, what's going on with this Hideo Kojima? He has has he left Konami? Is he pulling an elaborate prank, which we think he might be? Uh, I know a lot of hush hush stuff in the industry, but this has had me well stumped, mate. Uh, so I went to the gym and came back motivated. I got my mate Dan, he cuts keys for a living here in Hull. He's a great guy as well. Uh, to break into Konami HQ to find dinner for proof, the things he found were proper harsh, mate. Uh, one executive had some shady plans to erase Mr. Kojima's passport deals in case he leaves in case he leaves the country and makes an offshore military base or something. <laughs> and there was also loads of examples where Konami was fudging any sign of Konami's, Kojima's involvement with the company, including this nonsense. And in Konami, even starting to cover his game coming as of, yeah. Basically, the whole game was getting censored, and everything was getting censored. And he got a t-shirt called I Smell, which was censored <coughs> onto him. Um, you should check PSU.com for his amazing journalistic information. Uh, Just damning, uh, you know. Yeah. It shows how awful yeah. Konami are. It is clear but... that the Kojima has been hounded, hounded out of Konami, and the recent attempts to put his name back on the games is all just a facade and advice. A full ball cart of Konami until they agreed to stop being such meanies to him. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with Kevin and his amazing mate Dan. Um, Kojima and that Konami. <laughs> what a load of bastards. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Gary, what do you think of Kevin's amazing article? Well, this is first-rate journalism. You know, I mean, how can you like disprove any of this? This is look at this hardcore. Yeah. Me, the creator, Konami. What? What? I smell. I want a T-shirt like that. I want it to look exactly like that. Like yeah. Konami is awesome. They know what they're doing. Look at this awesome T-shirt. They should go into the T-shirt business. <laughs> well, they already sell trading cards, so they can go into the T-shirt business as well. Like, how how can you disprove any of this? I, I don't understand this. 100% fact. 
And these pictures are clearly not doctored in any way. It's just ridiculous. In fact, the only thing that's doctored about them is the fact that they're not doctored. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. If anything, I would say Konami's like font that they use is pretty bad. That, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah that's it's a bit wonky, isn't it? <laughs> it's a little out of control. And that passport they had, pretty fake until I saw the one without his name on. That looked real. Yeah. I just, just don't know what to believe anymore. Oh, that, that, that Kevin. I hope we see him in the future. Well, it came hot on the heels of his uh, prediction of... Uh, Hideo Kojima going to Apple the day before. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I forgot about him going to Apple. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was Kevin's source. That one. See, look, Kevin's just bringing all the journalisms. Is is. is. Uh, I can't wait to see what he finds out for E3. Oh man, oh. I bet he'll 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 have backstage access to the PS5. Oh, I guarantee it. I just know. Or PS6, he skips five. <laughs> skips. <laughs> <laughs> like Windows. Uh, uh. Xbox free because they couldn't get Xbox 2 running <laughs> uh. Uh, shall we move on to reviews uh, I think so but you know we'll just one more shout out to our Kevin bloke yes Kevin talks shit eh? that's great journalism well done <laughs> good work Kevin <laughs> and now let's go on to some reviews this of uh. course is not by Kevin he is too good to do reviews yeah. uh, uh, he's too busy finding out about the games yeah, to play too, the games yeah, he can't play them he's too busy finding everything out so we're going to go straight to a review by some guy called Neil Bolt he's not a Kevin but he is a not Neil Bolt he's a Neil Bolt uh, 5 star wrestling PS3 review uh, wrestling has been a staple oh, I'll just go straight to the cliff notes which I missed the button that used to take me to cliff notes um the final word, the five-star wrestling delivers a clever and refreshing take on the genre in the ring, but is massively hampered by its mountain of drawbacks and flaws outside it. Fight your way through that, and there's a satisfying depiction of how wrestling works. Waiting to be scabbard, we like the challenges are enjoyable, that depicts uh, wrestling choreography brilliantly, the controls have depth, looks what we dislike, and he said we liked, <laughs> looks horrid, lame parody, and small selection of modes and wrestlers. We gave it 6.0. Uh... So yeah, Neil, what did you think now you've had a little bit of time on your game? The extra. You know, I, in some ways I think it might have been a little bit too generous because it really does look awful and anime is bloody awful too. But yeah, I don't know, there's a core there that makes me think you know, it's promise. And they're not a big studio. This is you know, a company that do mobile stuff you know, normally. This is their first proper game and so i can forgive it it's you know bigger flaws more than say i could 2k with uh, wwe games because you know, they got the budget to make it work and they still don't but yeah so uh, not much more else to say about it other than that. it's stupid man i'm looking at these screenshots and it looks like a ps2 game i know it looks awful like I said, you can tell it's a mobile background and this is their first shot. Not even that. I would say it's compared to like Warzone or Attitude on the PS4. And you know, it, it kind of plays like it to a degree. <laughs> I, I, that's why I like it because it's got that sort of gameplay where it's you know very technical and you can just sort of set your matches up well. It's like, yeah, I'll say no more because I'm, I'm not sure if we even talked about this last time we did podcasts. But... I can't remember. It says a week ago, so... 
Yeah, we'll say that's what I'll say on it. Well, yeah. It's not bad for a first attempt, but it yeah. could be better for Pi Well, I, I particularly like Kurt Angle getting F5 by Brock Lesnar in this uh, Ragnar Brock. <laughs> I still chuckle at Andy Organ. It's the best name ever. Uh, that's awesome. I think we did bring up a little bit because you were writing it during that was the it. last that's cast. Right. Yeah, that's it. That would be why. But, no, it, anyway, we've talked about it now. Yeah. Uh, it is a wrestling game and I hear words and I'm confused, so it sounds good. <laughs> uh, okay, now we've got a game by Dane. Uh, this is Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters, which is for the Vita, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um, a Japanese take on Ghostbusters, which means it should be amazing. Uh, sacrificing graphics for functionality, a fun game that you can be done in doses and with a story that will keep you wanting to come back for the next dose. Uh, great for visual novel fans or those who are looking for a different kind of RPG. Uh, we like the... One sec, I've got to say this correctly. Unlimited amount of side missions. Unlimited power. Uh, interesting set of characters and worlds. Uh, Eleven system is multi-layered. We dislike the combat system as flaws that could be detrimental. Uh, lots of money, but not much to spend it on. And complex and obtuse conversation system. Um, I don't like that flaw. Who complains about having too much money? Really, Dane? Really? <laughs> uh, 8.0. He gave it out of 10. Uh, so, complex yeah. and obtuse conversations. Man, I have those in real life. I don't want those in my game. <laughs> Talking to women is hard enough. I don't want to do it in the game and have it be the same. Yeah, but you can do it while having too much money, Gary. Yeah, but then I can't throw the money at them and have them date me right away. <laughs> like you can't at all. Stuff it down their face. Go, love me. You will love me. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that's a. I'm just, I just can't. I just can't believe that's a. A, a negative. Sorry. Oh, well, I see the the negative, and if you have too much money, you can't do anything with it. What's the point of having the money? Yeah, GTA Four, good example yeah. of that. Too much money, <laughs> just nothing really to spend it on. Can you buy it? too much stuff? Okay, Ben, say you have too much money in Final Fantasy, right? You buy ninety nine items of everything, and you're at the max. What do you do with the rest of the money? You waste those items and buy more. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who we're talking to. So. Oh, look, uh, I've taken 10 health damage. I can't imagine what Ben would do in Warframe if he had so much money. Oh, my God. I He'd buy the studio and tell them to just put him on everything. Actually, uh, I, I've, 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 I've decided that if I ever win the lottery, I would pay the studio at Warframe like $2 million and say, I know Excalibur Prime is exclusive to PC, I want it on PS4 and Xbox One. If you do this, I'll give you two million. Or you can just ask them to make an armor in the shape of you. That would be amazing as well. <laughs> the chill frame. There you go. Chillborough. Uh, uh, chill note. And have you go record your own voiceover work for the character. <laughs> that would be... If I won the lottery, that was what I'd do. <laughs> I must play the lottery now. Just for the chance to do that. Good luck, Ben. Thank you. We, we, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning ten times. <laughs> I feel off. lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on my eighth lightning bolt. <laughs> but if I dodge a hundred in a row, then I might get the millions anyway. 
because you know XP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm immune to electricity. Just try. <laughs> uh, what we're talking about immunity to electricity somehow. I don't know how this goes together actually, but I'm just gonna do it. I really don't know how you're getting it. <laughs> PS4 ride review by Neil Bolt. Yeah, I can see that. Motorbikes. Lightning. <laughs> yeah, fast. Uh, True. Uh, ride gets you the closest, the closest to feeling of riding a motorbike, possibly with a controller in your hands, but it's neither an exciting racer nor a particularly impressive looking PS4 tile. Uh, he get, he said he challenging mastery of bikes and circuits, bike movement and animation superb, and lots of bikes and equipment is what he liked. Uh, what he disliked was the poor looking trackside scenery, loading times were far too long and frequent, and AI is too conservative. He, he gave it 6.5, which is that, that's a rare thing for driving games to have AI like that. Normally they're just like right up your butt. Or... I know. It's almost as annoying because <laughs> you think you sort of want them to take a little risk on a corner so you can sort of get round on it. But no, they're just it's like being stuck in Sunday traffic sometimes. You're just there. Just, go, <laughs> just waiting. Like, oh, all right, yeah, I'll go at the same speed as you. I really want to get to eat my dinner. Well, you, you keep going at that speed and blocking me off. It's lovely. Why, why do I want that to be a game now? <laughs> Sunday driving simulator. <laughs> stuck Traffic on the M- simulator. Stuck on the M5. Yeah, the reward is just your dinner. Isn't that just like a Euro Truck Simulator? Uh, you just drive up and down the motorways of the UK. Yeah, but you'd have no real reward. At least by doing what you just said, your reward is at the end of the level, you see a cut scene of you eating some dinner. Well, you could stop off at services, couldn't you? Yeah, there you go. Just Oh, look, it's a happy chef here. That's totally cool. Wow. What is happening? <laughs> You're on a podcast with us. <laughs> so, yeah, you can, yeah, you can, but then if you can have a hunger meter, so if your character gets too full up by the time he gets home, he gets told off by his wife. What about bladder meter as well? Yeah, bladder meter. Add a, a bit of tension and urgency. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've got hunger meter, so if you eat too much at a service station, you get told off at the end of the game for eating too much and spending too much money. And then you can also, yeah, but you got to be, you can't be too hungry. No. you got to eat a little bit. Got to eat a bit, even if it's a sausage roll or something. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, right, it's all right. Not okay. great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's the game that's being developed now, I guess. Uh, and while we're talking about games that might be developed by someone else that didn't make it, we think, jab right here. Uh, Borderlands, a handsome collection review. Uh, uh, the final word is, this is by Neil Bolt, by the way, again, the amazing yeah. reviewer that's reviewed everything and every time. Uh, orders of content are some of the most fun you'll have in the modern shooter with, with or without friends, a wicked sense of humour, making Borderlands a handsome collection of fantastic value. Uh, we like lots of Borderlands via Bark. Borderlands 2 runs beautifully, and we like the great co-op that we disliked. The fact that the pre-sequel is currently poor remastered, not much new for hardcore fans, and the Borderlands 2 feels a little dated in parts. We gave it 8.5. Uh, I'm loving Borderlands remastered, so. Yeah, well, I do. Borderlands 2 enough is enough for me to say that was good. That's a good package. But then I just, the pre-sequel in general doesn't move me. I think in the same way, it's just. Coming off the back of that, it doesn't seem as good to me. It's weird. I love the pre-sequel. I love the humour. 
I think the humor's better in Bridge Sequel, but yeah. it just feels a bit yeah, expansion packy. I I I play as Handsome Jack in it. Maybe. Oh, the, yeah, the Handsome yeah. Jack thing. Yeah. My first character was a claptrap though. I did the woman uh, Athena, yeah. the Captain America shield thing. Yeah. Because it's a Captain America shield. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much my only reason. I played claptrap because you could high five people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been struggling to get on there at the minute to uh, sort of play through. I was supposed to co op with my mates because when Borderlands 2 came out years ago, me and my mates had gone through the first one together and we were like hyped. Like that so launch day came and he split up with his long term girlfriend and decided to be all depressed for four months. So, in that time, I completed and finished the game, platinumed it, and everything. Well, so, we never got to play it. Now, I've had it for about a week and I've had other things to play, and he's shot ahead of me by miles. So, it's, well, the curse continues. Uh, by the way, for anyone listening in, um, if you're doing the Claptrap DLC, no real spoilers here, but one of the areas is called Mother's Board. Um, before you go into the over, the overlook, I think it's oh, the the next area. It's not where you walk in, but like you're heading towards the next area. Yeah. If you turn left and use the pipe all the way back, there's like a circle of the map. If you if you use your um, what's it butt slam on that circle, you'll get into a little secret area with some weapon chests, but. If you turn around, walk to the edge, there's like a little uh, knobbly bit at the end. If you jump down, halfway down the bottom, there's a secret chest. And that chest always has a legendary in it. Mm. It always has a legendary shield in it. Um, so there's a secret legendary sh- shield that you can always get, no matter what playthrough. Chili's tip of the day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a legendary shield that will scale up for you when you're playing true vault hunter mode but apart from that it's level 30 normally cool. so yeah enjoy that free legendary shield you just got because of me <laughs> what about you gary any feelings on borderlands um i used to like borderlands um i love the first game i, I did enjoy the second game but I, i'm just i <laughs> Call it what you will, but I'm still on my. Uh, I'm not going to buy anything from Gearbox until I just... get my apology. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Just it's just the way they acted when they made Aliens. Just I, I don't trust that company anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, they've got to get another game out and prove that they actually can make a good game. Because in that time, they've really done nothing. Because pretty sequel is not a full game. It's like I said, it's an expansion pack of what was already there, so they couldn't really mess it up that badly. Yeah, see, the the weird thing about Borderlands for me is, like, if you guys ever remember watching the, the first time they announced that game, it was like a hardcore, serious Mad Max type of title. Yeah, probably um, pretty much what you know, threw me in straight away. Yeah, and, I, like, I, I get this feeling, like, I don't know if it's Gearbox because they did work on like uh, Brothers in Arms, which was like the first two were good, but then the, the series really started to go downhill after that. Mm. Um, I, I feel like they tried to make a game that was serious, found out that they couldn't get it to work properly or compete in the market that it was in. So they went with this cartoony version 
added this awesome writing. The game has fantastic writing. Mm. I don't care what anybody says about the game. The writing in, in Borderlands is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, but, some like, of the exchanges at the beginning of Borderlands 2 alone, the first Claptrap moments. just. Oh, yeah, like Claptrap's birthday. Claptrap's birthday is like one of the saddest, funniest moments in a game. <laughs> just, just like literally after he rescues you and you do that little tutorial of walking forward and he goes, your ability to walk short distances without dying will be Hanson Jack's downfall. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I was sold on the whole game from that moment. What about yeah. later on, where it's like, "Oh, I'll help you." This is near the end of the game. It's like, "I'll help you, um, player." No stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Jack. <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like they they try to make a game that they found out just wouldn't be able to compete in the market, so they went with this cartoony version, this awesome writing. And I like don't take this the wrong way, but I'm gonna say bad shooting mechanics, and said that it was an RPG, and left it that way with like the bullets flying all over the place and all that stuff. Um, yeah. But a- as an RPG, or from what they say is an RPG, I still consider it a shooter with RPG elements. Yeah. Um, it works. You know, like if it was a serious game and it had that kind of shooting that game would not even come close to being that popular. No. And it's more apparent now post Destiny when because Borderlands pre sequel so many similar elements and yet the shooting in Destiny obviously is spot on. The things it does right, that's it. And it just shows up you know, what happens in Borderlands a bit more of how janky especially earlier weapons are really janky until you get your accuracy up. Yeah. Just yeah, then later stuff could just pew pew in everywhere. Yeah, and like my pistol starts doing more damage than my rocket launcher. Yeah. And you're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the gun thing is just brilliant. What they did with that. I have an amazing gun in the pre-sequel which shoots party poppers. That's what it does. <laughs> like it. it has no accuracy at all, but if you go next to an enemy, it does a really amount of, load of damage. It's like uh, a grenade that does confetti as well. Yeah, that's what that's the effect every time yeah. you shoot it. <laughs> I've got a shotgun that fires off fireworks. Awesome. They're, they're not really any use because no, the fireworks, just... but oh, and when you throw it, it explodes like a firework as well. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, sorry, when you reload, it'll throw it and explode like a firework. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Oh, like the the way I am is, you're a great studio when you branch off and make a game in a different genre and make it successful yes if you continue to just make a shooter over and over and over and over again yeah those games are good and they could be great but you as a developer that's really all you know how to do until you branch out you can't really say you're a great developer that's why i'm intrigued about battleborn which is the borderlands crew's next one because, you know, taking MOBA-style games and, again, being first-person could be an interesting blend, especially seeing what they've pulled off with Borderlands. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping and rooting that that will be proof that they can still do it. If that game even comes out. From what yeah. I know, everything Gearbox announces gets cancelled. Where is my Brothers in Arms Furious 4? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It, it just seems like every time they try to announce something, they show videos, they show screenshots, 
and yet you never see the game. And then maybe it reemerges and it's completely different from what it was, you know. That Randy Pitchford again. Just yeah. Everything up. Uh, yeah. Andy Pitchford should not be in the game industry. I'm sorry. But I don't want to stay too much into this because then it will just bring the fact that a lot of the stuff that I don't know if people know this, but a lot of this Borderlands stuff looks like a, a, an oldish style that was on the internet that someone used to do. Uh, there's been proof that a lot of this art style looks exactly the same. But yeah, I, I don't want to say copying, but <laughs> it was very reminiscent of the game and comic book thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. But it's again another thing why I like the look of it because yeah. I like thirteen was <laughs> a cool game. And while we're talking about Borderlands, I think we'll go to our next review, which is Borderlands again. This time by Chris Clement. Ah, uh, yes. Tales from the... The Tales from Borderlands, Episode 2. Uh, uh, despite the game's ease, the Tales from Borderlands have took to its strong and active improved gameplay. We like the intriguing story, the improved overall gameplay, the ample number of plot twists. We disliked too easy. We gave it 8.5. I think you should put, we dislike how long it takes for the next one to come out. <laughs> That's pretty much on every single Telltale review ever. Yeah, but this this came out in December, didn't it? The first one. Yeah, Game of Thrones was on episode three, but that's because they've got an extra episode to get yeah. through. So I think that might be why there's this, why they've been slightly swifter. At this rate, we're going to get to episode five by December. Oh, they'll by summer probably, and then late summer, and then they'll have it ready to be boxed about September October. It's usually the way. Well, that's taken them four months to do two episodes. Got yeah, but there's, there's no consistency to it. You know, one time there'll be months and then it'll be weeks. It's yeah. just when they feel like doing it. It depends on what they put in the episodes, I think. They must have a, like a, a like a board. When, yeah, like a, what do you call it? A dartboard. Oh, look, <laughs> we'll finish this one this month. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> slipped down the page. <laughs> that one's going into August. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's stop being so negative. Let's go to a yes. new review by let's Tim stop Murphy. Doing that. <laughs> Timothy News of MLB 15, the show PSV review. Uh, I should scroll down first, but anyway, here we go. The price point is a perfect to explore a new sports game in MLB 15, the show, and those looking for concentrated baseball experience on the PSV will be more than pleased. Even if more players are all but absent from the final product, we like the amount of new building animations, intelligent pitching development, the constant frame rate, and he said fire rate. <laughs> The, we just like the smudgy player shading, the massive downloading install, the limited to single player mode, 7.5 out of 10s. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know much about the baseballs, so I can't say it much. does sound like a bit of a step back from the ones I've played on the video, which is a shame. Man, I'm looking at these screenshots. This game looks beautiful for a video game. Oh, yeah, but even back as far as MLB 12. That would look really good. Uh, got so many yeah. reviews. So many reviews. <laughs> All of the reviews. Uh, Game of Thrones Episode 3, The Sword in Darkness Review. It's just a review by Neil Bolt. Uh, yeah, so again. The series is back on track with The Sword in Darkness, which will make the wait for Episode 4. All the most agonizing and frustrating ones, of course, tells how it decided on their bar, on their dartboard, which one to make next. Uh, Roderick is ace. Mirror's story is hotting up. Couple of nice twists. We dislike that white, white hill girl's accent again. 
that poor white hill girl Ashia's story not going yet usual TT graphical glitches and it's an 8.8 8.0 out of 10 no idea what Game of Thrones is about because I've never watched it but death and sex okay. yeah and incest lots of incest <laughs> okay so yeah sure I, I know that the dragon is coming has it arrived yet there's already three dragons oh good and some other things good good yeah Good, yeah. Uh, we've only got three more reviews to go, guys. Free, three more reviews, <laughs> and we're free. Uh, but this one is important because it's by Adam. Adam, oh, I, I don't want to say his name wrong. Adam Byrne. 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 Uh, yes. Burn. Uh, this was Axiom Verge, Metroid Mania review. He says it reminds me of Metroid. Um. That's eight bit. It looks pretty good actually. Now that I've seen, I've not seen this game before. This looks good. Uh, I'm just saying this to fill up time when I look for the, the end bit. Uh, <laughs> the final word, as its apex, Tom Tat's brainchild unequivocally proves just how far video game development has come in such a short space of time, and that you can in fact teach an old dog new tricks. Uh, we we like the beautifully old school gameplay and exploration, solid mechanics with a vast array of tools, excellent level design and art style. We just like the save system could frustrate newer gamers. A 9.0 out of 10. I must say this game looks really good. It's getting good you should loud. read the comment I left. Oh, let's go read the comment that Gary left. To, to a response. I responded to it. Uh, <laughs> oh, Al, one, yeah. said these indie games get rated way too high when they're nothing but one of being NES and SNES level games. Uh, Gary responded, "We kind of shows that these still these games still play better than most of the new games we get." Woo-hoo! Yay, go Gary! Well, let's put it this way: most of the games I've played this year that are really good have been indie games. Yeah, it's quite. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Tower of Guns. It looks good. Yeah, it does. That's it. Uh, well, let's let's balance it out with a good comment. But of course, Gary's is good as well, but not <laughs> a negative comment to start the good comment. Uh, this is done by Steve Man Sixteen. Obviously, he's 16. Uh, excellent well, he review. is the 16th Steve, man. My God. Anyway, excellent review, and I plan on trying this game up myself. The Metroidvania style and graphics just look stunning. I've always been a fan of those old-school indie types, too. Thank you, Steve, man, 16. Uh, which Adam responded with, thank you. So, he is amazing. So, yeah, that looks good. Really does. So, uh, so buy it. And while we're talking about games that you have to buy, I mean, you must go out and buy it while I'm saying this. I'm not joking. It's uh, 10 to 10. No, uh, <laughs> just download it. Just, just download it all. Buy it and download it. Uh, I've got it. I know what Life it is. is Strange Episode 2 continues. Life is Strange Episode 2 written by Mac- Michael Harridans. Uh, the final Life is Strange Episode 2 continues. Max Adventure with emotionally charged plot and lush visuals. Uh, we like the beautiful visuals, the emotionally charged plot, and great character development, good use of time, rewind mechanic. We dislike some dull puzzles, linear environments, an 8.0 out of 10. Seriously, go get the season pass. It's amazing. Yeah, oh. I do have it. I have the season pass. And I've only managed to play a little bit of it, unfortunately. But yeah, it's, like, it's nicely different yeah. sort of episodic gaming. It's, yeah. uh, it's been a nice counterpoint to Game of Thrones and yeah. Resident Evil. I, I love it. And I don't normally buy those type of games. Uh, yeah. Soundtrack is really good as well. 
the soundtrack is amazing. It's just the uh, the visual art style is just, just I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I mean it looks a little janky in places yeah. and under budget, but it kind of fits the style of yeah. what it is in a way. It's they were aiming to make it indie development style look. That was yeah, what they said. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's getting decent praise. I think so. Hopefully, it's, it's carried on doing well. I, mean, I said I, I've got to play episode two still, so. It sounds funny, but this this uh, the way I, I can say about this sounds like one of those things you you, you heard in like the schools. <laughs> um, when I when I found out about this game, I was actually in a pub. Uh, I ended up going to a Square Enix event last year. Uh, oh, yeah. Pub, and we they showed off Life is Strange last like September. It was mm. amazing. Uh, so yeah, I do recommend it. Uh, and here's another game that I recommend if you're crazy. Um, <laughs> if you're really crazy and you really like hard games, this is. Hang on, there can't be anything else out, surely. Yeah. This, this is the this is the last game oh, ever, yeah. literally. There was no <laughs> more games. There will be no more games ever made ever. Uh, Bloodborne review by Adam Byrne. By Byrne. Um, so many words, <laughs> so many dyings. Every every letter he's written is is him actually dying in the game. This is true fact. Um, the final word from software Bloodborne is a triumph success in what has arguably been a lackluster generation this far. It has taken just over a year for PlayStation 4 to get its fully fledged must-have title. Thankful that it's finally arrived. Bloodborne is an unstated revelation. Uh, we like the masterful level designs married with intuitive and fluid gameplay, deep, engaging difficulty that rewards perseverance and wit, uh, the unreal set pieces that keep you on the edge of your seat uh, which is like the odd visual hiccup and loading issues probably not for everyone but it should be a 9.5 out of 10 uh, I haven't played Bloodborne I doubt I'll play Bloodborne so I'm going to pass it on to people that have in fact played this amazing game like Gary I have He's probably played. playing it right now no, I'm not playing it right now. <laughs> I should be playing it right now, but it's too hard to concentrate on that and another thing. Yeah, uh, Bloodborne. It is a phenomenal game. Um, I actually enjoy this game more than the Souls games. Um, I find that the environments are just amazing. I love the old Victorian era style they have. The, the creature design is probably the best that they've done so far. Like some of the creatures I encountered in that game or even bosses, like I sat there and I looked at it and I was like, what the hell am I looking at? Because I just, I could not figure out what I was looking at. It was so weird and crazy looking, but you know, it keeps the souls formula alive. You know, uh, the dodging, the, the combat is pretty much kind of unchanged. Um, they did fix a lot of the, the minor issues in the Souls games. Like the, the hitbox is a lot better now. You you won't be getting hit when you know you clearly are like two feet away from the attack. Um, Which I think is probably more important with Bloodborne being as you're on the offensive more, isn't it? Yeah, you, you are on the offensive more because uh, mostly now uh, you don't really have a shield to, to parry attacks now. You use your guns uh, is kind of what your parry attack is, but like the the game is very uh, dodge oriented now, rather than blocking. Um, so you're going to be dodging a lot of attacks rather than just blocking them. 
Uh, you do get a shield in the game, but it's utterly worthless, and I don't recommend using it. It's pretty much like almost enemy, any enemy that hit me when I had the shield, I lost all my stamina instantly from just one yeah. hit. I heard it sounds like it's just put in there as a joke. Yeah. Owned about shield. <laughs> yeah, it, it's absolutely crappy. Um, but like graphically, the game is amazing. The game is long. Um, it does still have a lot of the uh, like hidden little things that the Souls games do. Um, like there's the whole hidden uh, environment you can go to, which is a huge snowy castle. You can go there. It's completely optional. Um, a lot of the story elements, depending on like the people you talk to, the people you save, there are people in houses you can save. You can send them to a safe haven in the in, in, in the in the game there's two of them it just depends on which one you save them to but things will always happen and you kind of really have to judge oh should i say send this person here do i even trust this person to, to send them over there you know it's, it's stuff like that and depending on what you do you'll get different items that will affect the ending that you get as well so yeah what were you gonna say you know uh what was i gonna say no, I was pretty much just saying it sounds like a good system. You know, just have something a bit different in there like that. It's a little more extra level of risk and reward. Yeah. It's... Yeah, like I, I personally, another reason I enjoy it more than the Souls games is it's not. It doesn't throw you into the into the world and say, "Oh, go wherever you want," and then you go somewhere and you like just get owned by every enemy there because you're not supposed to be there. You're not the level that oh. you're supposed to be there. <laughs> Yeah, that this game is kind of helps you out a little bit for for the first few bosses. You pretty much go where they want you to go, uh, and then later on it starts to open up, and then you can just go and do whatever. That's cool. I kind of sounds actually. I hated Dark Souls and Demon Souls because I just died at the start because I had no idea where I was going. Yeah, that, and and I kind of like the sound of this now. Yeah, like, the, the first few bosses you go to, uh, it, the game will pretty much kind of, like, almost every gate is locked, so you have to find a way to unlock it, and usually you have to beat the boss and get around the gate to do it. So, like, it, it does help you. I, I will say it's, it is easier than the Souls games, uh, for sure, simply because, like Neil said, you are more on the offensive rather than the defensive in this game. Um, and... Like the weapons you get are particularly designed to to really like, like they're they're not designed for you to kind of level up your character to the weapon, which is what I kind of felt I did in in the Souls games a lot. Like, yeah. oh, do I want to be an archer? I should worry more about this stuff, these stats, than these other stats. Yeah, you know, in this game, you can pretty much put a lot of your stats in like your strength, for example, and it'll level up almost. Like, every weapon will help with strength stat, you know? So, like, it just kind of, it, it's kind of what you prefer to use. Do you want to use this big heavy hammer, or do you want to use the saw blade, which is quicker, but it has a shorter range? So you have to get closer to the enemy to use it. So it kind of does that. So I, I wasn't as intimidated by, oh, what should I put my my stats into, you know? I can put them in all these, in, in three different categories and everything will be okay you know i'll still be able to use whatever weapon i want so yeah um like, like i said I, I highly recommend it the game is violent there is a lot of blood in this game like just tons and tons and tons of blood everywhere to the point where you get showered in it when you beat a boss don't you as well 
Yeah, I actually took a picture of my character after I killed an enemy, and like he's literally just covered in in red. <laughs> like I was wearing a white costume, and the whole thing is just completely soaked and doused in red, <laughs> just everywhere. And it actually lasts a while. Like I I don't even remember how long it lasts, but I I went through about three more hours with the same blood stains that I had from that boss fight. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, again, like hitting any NPC in the game, even the person who levels you up, like uh, you, you encounter the character and then you have to talk to her and spend your blood echoes, which is pretty much the souls to level up your character. Mm. You can kill her and then <laughs> you will never be able to level up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so when you're testing out your weapon that you just bought, you know, because like the weapon shop is right next to her. So you buy this new weapon, you equip it. Oh, I'm going to test it out. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't take the risk of hitting her because that's not cool. <laughs> uh, is she easy to die then? Yeah, she she dies pretty quickly. Like she doesn't. I don't. I don't even think she fights back. I think she just goes and it's over. Bad. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, like like I said, the game is great. The creatures are great. Uh, there are some parts where you'll be like, like especially in the in the Forbidden Forest, you'll be like, where the hell do I go? Because the place is so huge. And you like a lot of it kind of looks the same, but like it's great stuff. I, it takes a lot of um, inspiration from H.P. Lovecraft, and especially in the character design. There's a lot of, you know, the tentacle monster type things that that are going on there. I think you saw one of my videos, Ben, when I was getting yeah attacked by tentacles, <laughs> and I made a comment there. I was going to mention <laughs> that uh, if you want to watch some blood, if you're not sure about Bloodborne, even after. Everything that Gary's been saying so far will be saying. Make sure you check PSU.com for uh, videos by Gary. He's done some amazing uh, boss fight videos. Uh, and on, of course, our YouTube on PS YouTube, which is run by Fraser, one of our best staff members. Uh, yes. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've have you done any actual walkthroughs or just boss fights so far. Uh, just boss fights. Uh, I plan to do some more uh, videos probably on my new game plus about how to obtain certain weapons and how to get certain endings. And yeah, I believe there's three endings in the game and depending on what you do, um, you'll get this, the type of ending. Um, but yeah, like there's some bosses that I was supposed to encounter early on in the game and I had no idea. And I went back and fought them after I had level up so high and I just like, I wrecked them in like four or five hits. <laughs> And, and that made me happy, but yeah, like almost every boss in the game is very challenging, except for one, the which is I'm not going to talk about that one, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's one boss that's just like a throwaway. I don't even consider it a boss; it's more like just an encounter. But yeah, the all the bosses are very challenging, uh, very very unique to fight. Um, some people may think, oh, it's another huge boss; I'll just run behind it and attack it in the back well you can try to do that but good luck <laughs> and yeah I, i'm more of a player that kind of likes to go up with my melee weapon and fight melee but you'll see a lot of people just kind of go in and they'll they'll use their gun you know to, to stun the enemies and they'll use all these items and all that and that's fine and all but i like doing it the hard way and that's basic <laughs> standard my weapon against them and that's it <laughs> nice. So, do you think you'd recommend it for someone who dislikes Demon Souls and Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two? If you absolutely hated those games, then I would say yes. 
not hated, but disliked. Um, because my main issue with them was the fact that I couldn't work out where I was going, and by the sounds of things, I don't have that much of an issue except for that forest area, which I can yeah, like YouTube's. I like I said in the beginning of the game, like probably for the first five, maybe ten hours of the game that you're playing, the game will pretty much tell you where you have to go. Um, but after that, it really starts opening up, and then you'll just have to remember the doors <laughs> that that are locked because you'll find keys and these keys won't tell you where to go. So you pretty much have to remember the doors and just go and try to use that key on those doors. Uh, it sounds a lot better though, to be honest, especially the first few hours. Cause that's the main issue with me is the first few hours. Yeah. You have to be like told what I'm supposed to be doing before I, ju they just go, nope. Yeah. Go anywhere. <laughs> I, I must be, that's why I don't like Fallout or Skyrim really, or any of those type of games. I like a bit of direction. I don't like them going, okay, here you are. Have fun. Go anywhere. What's the objective? Yeah. Anything. I do like a bit <laughs> of a wonder in any game. Just I like a wonder, but I don't like the game to literally just go, your target is somewhere over somewhere. <laughs> go work out where somewhere is. Dude, you think Skyrim is <laughs> bad? You should have been with Morrowind because that was just yeah. terrible for it. That was so vague. It was like, yeah, we'll give you vague directions where to go. After that, you're on your own. <laughs> it's like not even really a proper arrow to point yeah. you in a direction. Yes. Yeah. And it's cool because you get little coins uh, that you can buy or some enemies drop in. You can just plant little coins and they're like breadcrumbs. So you remember how to get back to where you came. That is pretty nifty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which, which does help in the forest, in the forbidden forest. Believe me. What is the co-op like? Can I have a friend join me and slay the things? <clears throat> you can, but it kind of plays the same as uh, the Souls games. Um, you can have a friend join you if they are about ten to twelve levels uh, difference from you. Okay. So say you're level like 30, if they're level 20, they can join you. Um, the, the, the big problem with co-op uh, for me is, is, say if you were in an area and you killed the boss of that area, you can't summon somebody to come help you in that area anymore. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, but if your friend hasn't killed the boss in that area, they can summon you and you can go and, and help them in that area. So Which is it would be nice to have respawnable bosses. <laughs> yes, that would be. I would love to fight, or like a boss battle mode. Yeah. Just fight bosses, you know, that'd be cool. I wonder if it's a respawnable boss. That'd be good because that way you could come back and kill him when you're high level anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and farm him for loot. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. So so the co-op it, it is better than in the Souls games, in my opinion. You get influence from killing bosses and items and stuff like that. And you have to use influence in order to summon somebody. So you, if you want to summon your friend, it costs one influence point. And you, you might think, oh, should I cherish these? I wouldn't really because, like, you kill a boss, they give you, like, four or five influence. Um, and there's there's a whole bunch of items that, that you can find in the environment that give you influence as well. But, yeah, pretty much the way it works is if you're summoning somebody, you ring uh, a bell, the ringing bell, or the beckoning bell is what they call it. And the person, the other person has to ring the resonant bell. And pretty much it links up to you two guys. And you just, the, the person who's joining your game will teleport into your area. 
and you two just go and have fun. The uh, the problem is if one of you guys dies while in co-op at any time, then it stops the co-op and the person has to leave right away. Oh man. Oh well. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, but but it's but it's cool. They they give you a lot of different hints of how many people are in the co-op now. Like when you're like around the lantern, which is kind of like the bonfires and the Souls games. Yeah. Uh, when you're next to the lantern, like these little like ghosts like skeleton ghosts will come up and like you can decorate decorate them you can put like a top hat on them or <laughs> you know a helmet or an urn there that's pretty cool but like four or five of them will come up and those are standard but then when you see other ones appear around them uh that kind of tells you how many people are in the same area that you are in so if you see like four or five other ones show up that pretty much tells you there's about four or five other people in that same area that you can beckon to come and help you if you want. Can you make it so you only beckon friends, or is it just server-based? Yes, you can. Uh, pretty much what you do is you have to set up a password um, when you go into the network. Uh, it's very easy to do. Uh, you just go to the options, uh, go to network, and pretty much what I recommend you do is you set it to worldwide, um, you set it to your online ID, and then you put a password, but the password has to be the most ridiculously random password you can come up with. So it could be, say, uh, I'm just thinking of random words here. I'm thinking of a sentence I just can't, you know, a sentence of words. Something like maybe, maybe like believe in Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you could, but I don't think there was enough space for that, um, which sucks. Pretty much, if you if you put in a password, say like Gary, just my name, um, it's going to take longer for you to connect because the password is could be more common than the other one. So the less common your password, the faster you can connect with your friend. So spell Gary Leet star with G4RR1. <laughs> sure. Like me and my friend, we put like random letters and words in there and we just, on the headset, we, I just told him what it was and it connected us a lot faster that way. That's good. So that's a, that's a connecting to multiplayer tip. Uh, there's also the Chalice Dungeons, which are pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot of hidden items in the Chalice Dungeons that you can get in the main game. Um, there's also enemies and bosses that you fight in the Chalice Dungeons that are not in the main game as well. Um, these are pretty much your main source of co-op, in my opinion. Uh, you can, again, you create a room pretty much by creating your own server with a cup that you find, which is a Chalice. And you can mix and match. You can add uh, the rituals to summon the Chalice. Uh, there's different items, and the more different the items, the the more the dungeon will change. They're randomly generated depending on what you put into them. Um, but you pretty much create this dungeon, and other people can go in and play your dungeon if they want to. I think That's you guys have cool. seen the video of uh, Shue Yoshida's dungeon that he made in Bloodborne. Um, I don't know if you saw that article. It got posted a while ago when the game came out, but people have gone in and played his dungeon, his personal dungeon that he made. Um, but you can make these dungeons, uh, depending on the items you use, will depend on how the difficulty of the dungeon. But you can go in with your friends in that as well. And I recommend doing that, especially in the harder ones, because most of the bosses there, uh, I won't say they require teamwork, but some of them can get so incredibly hard that doing it with a friend is highly recommended. Um, what if I made a really easy dungeon but put in really good loot? Uh, you can't do that. So the game Aww. randomly generates the loot for you. Oh. Yeah, but hey, you can create a really bad dungeon and get 
you know, have a chance of something like uh, a Bloodstone Chunk drop in the dungeon, which is the second uh, hardest item to get for upgrading your weapons. Nice. So if I make the easiest dungeon ever, well, there's a monster, and that is it. <laughs> well, the way it works is pretty much the dungeons are four fours. Uh, at the end of each four, you fight a boss. Um, and then the final four, you fight the main crazy boss. That's what like if, super what if tough. All the bosses are the same. Can I do that? No, you can't. Aww. Yeah, it's not very intuitive. Like you can't pick and choose what you want in those dungeons, what bosses you want, what enemies you want. The enemies depend on the kind of um, ritual you use, pretty much. Yeah, okay. Damn, my yeah. plans are making the easiest dungeon in the game. <laughs> it's <called laughs> my simple mathematics and easy to different things. Yeah, that but but game. but joining those with your friends is a little bit more irritating, um, because after each four is done then it kicks the, the other player out that joined your game. Do you so get then influence you have to... from the monsters then to make sure you, you've not got too much... Yes, you do get influence. But the problem is, like, it's really stupid. Like, say I create the dungeon, I go in, I summon my friend into the Chalice dungeon, we get through it, and when he gets kicked out, he has to go through the first four again because he hadn't completed it in his own game. Oh, man. I guess... <laughs> The only benefit of that is, if you do it with you, you both get loot, then after you've huh. beaten it, he can invite you to his game, and then you get loot again. Yes, exactly, which is exactly what we did. Yay! <laughs> and we I, we got the same loot, yeah. From, Yay. from the so. Oh, well, but yeah. at least wants to sell, maybe. <laughs> there, there are, like, exploits to stuff, too. Like, I don't want to get too far into it, but... I'll give some people a tip if they want to do it. It it, it works very well in co-op. Um, like, say you're doing the Chalice Dungeon and say, oh, I'm going to go kill this boss on my own. Uh, you can also do this in single player, but it's a little bit harder. Like, if you leave the notes on the ground for other people, um, Neil, you probably know this. Like, if your note gets, you know, approved or somebody likes it, you yeah. regain all your health. Yeah. And you can pretty much kind of cheat the system by putting down a whole bunch of notes before the boss, have your friend wait outside the room, and every time you're about to die, just tell him to like your note, just heal you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, revival by social media. Yeah. This is, so it's kind of an exploit. Um, it's not fun to, like, I personally don't find it fun to, to do it that way, but if you're having a lot of trouble, then go ahead and do that. That same way, it's nice that you've got a random boost. If it's actually done properly. Yeah, like, there's actually a boss fight where I was saved because of that. Yeah. Like, the boss had completely stunned me. He was going to kill me in one more hit, and then all of a sudden, somebody liked my message, and I got all my health back, and I was able to kill the boss because of that. See, that is, that's is—that's awesome. a good reason for the system. Yeah. Uh, but we should start wrapping up soon. We're getting quite late. Alrighty. Uh, but, so, do you think I should purchase Bloodborne next week? If you really want to, right? if you're fine with the frustration and the anger, but then having that satisfaction of finally killing something that's been killing you like 20 times, then yes. I'm not sure, but I'm very tempted. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. It, like, like I said, it's, it's a lot easier and a lot more um, appealing to newcomers than the Souls games are. 
But I want when I, if I do buy it, Gary, I want you to help me out. Um. Okay, I'll have to make a new character. No, I just meant talking wise as well. Oh, okay. And I meant you had to join the game. I just meant you. Know, <laughs> like he just wants tips. your soothing words, then he's in. Yeah, I want your soothing, soothing words. Oh, definitely. I'll tell you how to kill all the bosses too. Yay! That is the best. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I think we should wrap up um, Bloodborne. Um, does uh, Gary? Do you have any? How can people contact you? And do you have any shoutouts? Uh, no, no shout-outs. Well, actually, shout-outs to everybody listening. Uh, thanks for listening to us. It's awesome. Um, tell all your friends about us so they listen, and we get more listeners. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, uh, yeah, no shout-outs. Um, and how can people stalk you? Uh, they can stalk me on Twitter at Gagwalush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Or you can reach me on my PSU email at Gary. That's G-A-R-R-I at PSU.com. Oh, sweet. Um, and Neil, how can people stalk you? <laughs> uh, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, the shout-out to my ad of the week, I should say, was Snova34Z. He added me because of the podcast, so it was nice. And if you want to add me on PSN, it's Son of Venom, all lowercase or one word. It's Twitter is Nezko, it's N-E-Z-Z-K-O, and neil.bolt at psu.com for the old email. Awesome. Um, you can stalk me at chili underscore UK. Um, you can also send me an email at ben.chilibearhall at psu.com. Uh, before we wrap up things, I've got a shout out from someone on Final Fantasy that you asked me to shout out. His name is Pooty Tang, and his free company is called Nom. <laughs> uh, he, I've actually known him for a while. He's a nice guy. Uh, anyway, he, he, the shout-out he asked for was, Nom will see everyone in 3.0, a.k.a. Heaven's Ward. Uh, and also, Pudding Please is available for Bond. So, you know, she's available. Is a, Pudding Please is available for a wedding if she, you play Pharmacy 14 R on Ultros. Um, Nom is a very good free company. I do recommend it if you are looking for a free company. Unless you want to join my free company, then. But still, Nom is a very good one, especially if you want to do end game content. And we've got a lot of few friendly faces on that free company, like Pretty Tang and Pudding Please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you do want to, I'd recommend having a look at it. Look sometime. Also, um, remember that competition I said? I said a while back if I reach 400 friends, friends, I will do a giveaway. And I have reached 412 friends since our last podcast. Son of a... Ben, how do you keep getting people? I need people to like me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, th thanks to Dave, um, Dad's Bits and the, all the people that have added me since the podcast. Uh, you're all amazing people, so thank you. Um, so, I'll be giving away a... Oh, would you say a £10 PSN voucher is enough? Yeah, I'll go with £10 PSN voucher. Or equivalent in your currency where you live, depending on where you live, like North America. And I'll try Euros if possible, but I'm not sure if I can do that. No space dollars, though. No space dollars. Because space dollars are too expensive. Um, so if you live in North America and you want a dollar card, or if you live in the UK and you want a pound card, if you live in Europe, I can see what I can do. Um... 
um, basically email me at ben.shillabearhall at psu.com that is b-e-n dot s-h-i-l-l-a-b-w-e-r hyphen h-a-l-l at psu.com uh, and then I will randomly pick out of the people that email me over this week before the next podcast one winner and he will be contacted and email the code for the PSN voucher and will be announced on the next podcast which should be next week fingers crossed possibly hopefully if everything goes smoothly so yes it will because I'll make sure of it <laughs> so yeah if you want a chance email me at ben.shillabearhall at PSN Um, anyway, if you want to email me, uh, com, I'll send out the information. And sorry about the bad edit, bad, the edited out there a bit, because for some reason the podcast just, the stuff just stopped. Um, thank you for watch, for listening, not watching. You can't watch podcasts unless you're crazy and have an audio thing that makes the sound waves up and down. Um, so yeah. Thanks to everyone who's following me, uh, add me as friend, and remember you can follow me on Twitter as well. Um, I always want more followers. I've only I have 500, 579 followers. So if I get into 600, maybe I'll give a little prize on that. Um, yep. Also, remember there's another competition. If I reach 500 friends, I will give out another prize. So yeah, email me at Ben Blah blah. blah. It, there's no question. Just literally email me anything you want to say. Uh, and if, if I find it funny, I might even announce it in the podcast. Um, what do you think? Think that's a good competition? That's not a bad competition at all. Do it. Do it. So email me, and you will have a chance to win some monies. Because I think everyone has to... I think everyone, even you-know-who, is about to agree to this. <laughs> I think I think we can end it with this sentence. I think, I think I earn it. I think I always earn it because I'm me. <laughs> and they are you. And you are him, and he is him. And we're all just thankful to thank God for me. Bye, everyone. Bye.